Um, but I just think these messages here to me are just so practical for our everyday life. And um, everything that we're teaching here on response, you'll get the opportunity to use. There's no doubt about it. This isn't stuff that, you know where sometimes you can hear stuff and it maybe doesn't apply to, to life today. It's just, it's in the Word of God, it's history or whatever, and it maybe doesn't apply to us. I know you can take every aspect of the Word and apply it, but sometimes you just go through the nitty-gritty of stuff. Um, but I, I can guarantee you everything that we're talking about here tonight, that we'll get to apply in our lives. Amen. I said last week that, you know, whenever a disaster or anything happens um, in a country like a terrorist attack or, you know, uh, anything kind of a disaster, a natural disaster, it doesn't matter what it is, your response is important. And every country has a response plan, whether that's with the likes of the, the, the fire services, the ambulance services, or the police, the army, there's a response plan in the country should anything happen. And in our lives we should have a response plan because we do face life and we face things that come against us in life and we should know how to respond in circumstances and the right way to respond because the word of God tells us how to respond and it gives us the information on how to respond in life. Um, uh, uh, many know we do get opportunities to respond neg- negatively and then we get the opportunities to respond in a positive manner. But the word of God tells us how to respond in a positive manner or what is the right way to respond in life so that's what, what we, we started looking at last week and um, really what I, what I was looking at last week was, um, I'll just flick through here to this here, we looked at this um, your response is a witness and that's what we ended up looking at last week for a bit, that your response and my response um, is a witness and um, we, we hit on into this here, this is the first point that we made that do not lose sight of your mission because really we're, we're meant to be a witness and sometimes we can lose our witness under pressure sometimes the pressure can cause us to react in a negative way and let me say we all can respond negatively at times and many you know that you can at times but you know there's a wonderful word that helps in every situation and it's a hard word for some people to say and it's sorry I find sorry you know can sort a lot of stuff out because there's have you, have you ever had to say sorry to someone and it's amazing how everything can change, the atmosphere can change because rage can change to okay, okay, right, okay so you're, you're saying you're sorry it changes the atmosphere People, when you say you're sorry it changes a lot of things and um, I can remember even working places over the years I, I remember working in um, in Danny's and they put me on a line one day and I, I, I mean, I lost the marbles that day. I, they put so much pressure on me that day. It was the first day I was on the line, and there was a big order. I had to make sausage rolls, and there was a big order for the sausage rolls that day. And I'm on the line, and remember, it's my first day doing it. And I had a supervisor who didn't help me. He just stood at the other side of the line there, and he just kept going, fix it, fix it, fix it. You're making a mess. Fix that. Fix. But he didn't help. He didn't help, in it, and, and it went on for ages. Now, I had been in the place for a while. But I lost the marbles, I mean, I lost it. I lifted the whole load of the sausage rolls and I fired them up the line, the whole lot of them, like up the line. The whole lot up the line. And I turned around and I says, do it yourself. And I walked out. I was leaving. I was leaving. I walked out and he came after me. 
And um, he brought me into the office and he, he, he apologised for how, how much pressure he put on me. And um, I apologised for how I acted. I said, look, I should not be acting like that. I says, but you, you just stood there putting pressure. And it was just, you had me at my wit's end. First day, everybody was watching me. The sweat was dripping me. You know what it's like? And, um, but do you know what? I just turned around and I said to him that day, I says, look, if you want to fire me, fire me. Because there's no excuse for how I carried on here today. And I says, I'm just apologising to you for how I carried on. And I says, I'm really, really sorry for how I acted. And you know what? He apologised to me for how he reacted. But you know what was funny? He looked at me and he says, you ever do that again, Zachy? <laughs> and I never did. But what I'm saying is, it's amazing when you say you're sorry. How that it changes everything. Now, if I'd have went in there with my defences, me and him would have got into a row. And I would have been my last day there. But because I humbled myself, and he did as well. And we, and, but do you know what? Sorry changes a lot of stuff. What I'm saying is, we can mess up, and sometimes we can not be a good witness. But you can always go back and fix it. You can always go back and say, look, the way I carried on there, it just wasn't right. That's not the way I usually do things. It was just under pressure. I didn't have much sleep last night, or whatever. The dog kept me up, whatever it is. But you know what? Sorry helps. Amen? Many of you know what does really does. Um, let me just look to the next one this evening. I'm going to look at this for a while tonight. Um, do not lose your joy or your praise. And I tell you, praise is a positive response in circumstances. And many of you know there's a, there's, a, there's a right sound that we're meant to have as Christians. There's a sound that we're meant to have. Many of you know you can know this. There's, there's a sound that goes with every place. There's always a sound. So, sometimes even houses can have a sound. You know if you go to a certain house, so we go in there, it's going to be a miserable session because all they do is moan and complain. There's a sound that goes to that place. There's a sound that goes to different locations and different places that you go to. Um, but I tell you, for Christians, our sound, what we should be known for our sound should be praise. We should be known for a praise. There should be praise ringing from our lips. Because here's the reality of it. We have the victory. And the reality of it is, is you can't lose for winning. That's the reality of it in life. And it doesn't matter what happens in life. We're already winners in Christ. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And then we're, we're world overcomers. And then we are world overcomers in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus overcame this world and we're in him. So we should, have, we should have a different sound to us. We don't need to be moaning. Don't need to be complaining. In actual fact, the Bible says that praise looks well on a believer. But that simply means praise is comely, the Bible says. Which comely means to look well. And how we dress ourselves is really important. And we should dress ourselves in praise. And praise looks great on a Christian. And I know we can face life and we can face hard things and all the rest of it. But I want you to know tonight that you have the ability to praise God at all times. All times means difficult times, good times. All times means when the bills are paid and when the bills are not paid. All times means if you're feeling really well in your body or not feeling well in your body. Praise God at all times. The Bible didn't say that we, we don't have the ability. It says we do have the ability. Do you know why? Because we have this quality here, joy in us. 
And you know the joy, when you receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, you have joy in your spirit. It's already there. Sometimes you have to pump, do you know what I mean? Pump, pump the well, so to speak, a bit to get, to get it to start to flow. But it's in there. And when you know it's in there, you can start to draw it out. Amen. You can start to draw it out. And let me say this here as well. Sometimes you start praising God in the flesh, but you'll end up in the spirit. Just start. Just sometimes you say, I don't feel like praising God, but praise Him anyway. And I don't care how you start, it's how you finish. And it don't matter how you start, just start praising God. Just start praising Him. There's a, there's a great story that I heard um, years ago of Smith's Wigglesworth, where he was staying in someone's house, and they could hear this commotion going on upstairs. And they went up and peeped in, and here's a, an older man in a, in a room, and what he was doing was running and jumping off the bed. <laughs> running and jumping and twirling in the room. I don't know any of you have ever done that, but I do that regularly. I do that regularly, especially if I'm under, under pressure. Especially if things are coming against me. Because when things are coming, I am not going to just allow that to overwhelm me. I'm going to get into the presence of God. And one of the best ways to get into the presence of God is just start. Just start praying. Just walk up and down your kitchen and start praising God. Just in there and just let your heart start to speak. And I'm telling you, sometimes at the start you're thinking, what am I at? I have nothing to praise God for. But you do. Yeah. We've all something to praise God for. We, only have, we don't have anything to praise God for when we focus on us. But I tell you, when you start to focus on Jesus, you have a lot to praise. You have always something to... The fact that you're going to go and be with Him forever and ever and ever, you are not going to go to hell. That's enough to praise God for. Amen. We are not... Hell's going to be a long time. And it's going to be an awful place for anybody to go. But I tell you, when you receive Jesus, you're not going there. And thank God anybody can go to heaven just receive Jesus. If if you just start to thank Him for heaven and what He's done for you, after a while, joy will start coming up out of your spirit. Amen. I feel a preach in me tonight. There's a preach. Amen. I tell you, sometimes you just need to praise God. Sometimes you just need to praise Him. Sometimes you just need to th- throw your hands in the air and just thank Him for what He's done for you. There, there's ne- we used to sing a song years ago in Grace. There's never a reason strong enough for not praising the Lord. Whenever the going's getting tough, you've got to keep praising the Lord. You've got to praise Him. You know that you should. Everything's working together for good. Praise Him. You can never afford to, never, to ever stop praising the Lord. You can't afford to stop praising God. Because if you're not praising God, something else is going to fill your mouth some dead country old western song or something that's some uh, depressing song but I tell you we have the joy of the Lord on the inside of us and sometimes you just need to crank the pump sometimes you just you just need to start encouraging yourself and just start talking about how how great God is and the next thing after a while you give it a few minutes you may not feel like it when you start but give it a few minutes and the next thing your hands are up and it is coming out of your spirit and it's, and, and it's real, it's not in the flesh. I don't care how I start, because sometimes you don't feel like praising Him, but you start where you are by faith, because you know when I start, I'm going to be in the presence of God in a few minutes from now. Amen? Um, I, I remember coming home, and this is where, personally where I remember putting into practice that you can praise God at all times. I was only... Um, I was only saved, 19 years of age, and I was walking home one night, and um, 
I think, I, think, I, can't, I can't fully remember what, but I think, I, think, I think a woman probably turned me down or something. Okay? <laughs> I was only a young fella, but probably after some girl or whatever. And she turned me down, I can't believe it. <laughs> but something like that, it was something silly like that. It usually, usually had to do with a girl. <laughs> and, and I was coming home, and I had my head down. And I was kicking the curbs and everything. You know where you'd be walking home, kicking the curbs. Um, I wasn't driving at that time. I, was, I had, well, I could drive, but I wasn't driving. I didn't have my own car. I was coming home and I was kicking the curbs. And I was just annoyed. And, but I'd heard in church that you can praise God at all times. And sometimes you just need to start praising God. And I can remember coming up the road and there's a part where I turned and it was pitch dark. And I thought, I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to give this a go. And I just started to praise God. I mean, if anybody had seen me, they'd have thought I was a lunatic. But I'm walking up the road. And I have my hands in the air. And I, d- I didn't feel a thing. But I started to pray. And then I started to dance a wee bit. And I won't be doing any of tonight. <laughs> I went to do it. And then I thought, no, too much flab going about. But, you know, I, I went to, to... I started dancing. And you know what? It wasn't too long after that. When I got home, I mean, I was so full of joy. So it was... And I was so excited. And I was so excited about the things of God. Because it got me eyes off of everything that was going on. It got me eyes back on Jesus. And I learned something that day. And I've never forgot it. And I've applied it to my life ever since. That nothing controls my praise. I'm the one that's in control of it. Circumstances can't stop me from praising God. No matter what comes against me. People can't stop me from praising God. The only one that can stop you from praising God is you. That's it. No one can stop you. And I tell you, I put my eyes on Jesus and I started to praise. And I got so excited. I mean, I got so excited and I learned that day that you can praise God at all times. And I've seen me in difficult times facing things, facing bills, facing challenges, facing whatever. And you know what? And, and uh, There's a wonderful opportunity right before me to get depressed. There's a wonderful opportunity right before me to get down in the dumps and get discouraged. But you know what? There's something on the inside of you that rises up and just says, No, I don't have to. I can praise God at all times. And you start praising Him. Amen. You just, I had something happen to me last week that naturally should have ruined my day. But even Donna said to me, Don't let this ruin your day. It was just something that happened with me. Don't let this ruin your day. And you know what? And I said, no, I'm not going to let it ruin my day. And I just started to praise God. And I tell you, that's the way God wants us to live. He wants us to live praising Him. And you can praise God at all times. Amen? At all times. Praise God. Look at, look at this here. It says here, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept and we remembered Zion. You know, we song always comes into your head when you, when you read that. But look at this, it says here, this is when the children of Israel went into captivity. And look at what happened. We hanged up our harps. Now, this wasn't the drink like, you know what I mean? This was a harp, okay? Uh, it says, we hanged up our harps um, upon the willows in the midst thereof. And you know what? And the people said, sing us a song. Sing us a song um, of Zion. And you know what? They couldn't sing it. And they said down to bottom, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Let me tell you, it's, when you hang up your musical instrument, now you, none, not everybody can sing or not everybody can play a musical instrument, but you've got a CD in your car. You have a CD player in your car. You, you, we have iPods. We have everything today. And some people just turn off their praise. Let me say this here. I'm not against anybody listening to anything. 
You know, you can listen to whatever you want. But, but let, me, let me just say this here. There is nothing replaces praise and worship. There's, nothing, there's no other type of music will do it for you than being in the presence of God. Amen? Nothing will do it for you. Actually, I know in my life, I've listened to, you know, different CDs. There's certain groups that I, I, I do like their sound or whatever. And I've stuck on certain CDs at times and I've listened to it and I've got halfway through a song and I think, I don't believe any of that. And I've took it out and put it, I don't believe what you're saying. Yeah. And I get back to what I believe. Amen. And you know what? I'm not saying that you can't, you can listen to what, you listen to whatever you want. None of us are in bondage. But I'm saying this, is there's nothing replaces praise and worship. And there's nothing will get you in the presence of God apart from praise and worship in that manner, you know what I mean, from musical terms. It'll bring you right into God's presence. But what I'm saying here is, you know, don't hang up your, don't hang up your musical instrument. They, were, they had a defeated mindset, and do you know what? They lost their song. And when you lose your song, it's a bad place to be. It's a bad place to be. Let me tell you, if Satan can steal your joy, he can steal your victory. But if he can't steal your joy and can't steal your praise, let me tell you, there's nothing he can do. In actual fact, a person who praises God 24-7, I mean no matter what comes or no matter what goes, that's the kind of person who drives Satan bonkers. Because what do you do with someone who just will not stop praising God? You can't defeat a person like that. And I want you to know that we have the victory tonight. We do. Do you know the first place in the Word of God where a song is mentioned? It's mentioned when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. And when they crossed over that Red Sea, the Bible says that Marion took a temple in her hand, took a musical instrument, and they began to dance and sing and to praise God. Do you know why? Because they had come out of Egypt. Well, I'll tell you, we've come out of our Egypt. And we've always something to praise God about. You know, we never have to hang up our heart. We never have to say, do you know what? I, I can't sing a song unto God. Because you have joy on the inside. If you, amen. And at all times you can praise God. Let me just show a couple of verses. I'll, I'll try and get through these quick here. But um, Luke 10 and verse 21. It says, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit. I, I tell you, Jesus was a praiser. And really what I'm looking at here in, in this portion here is I'll show a couple of scriptures hopefully tonight but the Bible says in 1 Peter which what we have been looking at as in um, to take basically the message of the heart of the message what we've been looking at here and suffering and the glory but it talks over there that we're to follow in Jesus footsteps and we're to act like him we're to be followers of God as dear children and I want you to know that Jesus was a praiser and if you look this verse up where it says Jesus rejoiced in spirit you know what it simply means just exactly what I talked about a moment ago with Smith Wigglesworth it means to jump and to twirl it means to just sometimes there's nothing wrong with just letting yourself go I don't mean sometimes it can be done in a way that it's weird or strange or it's not appropriate you know what I mean it's just not going with the flow but I tell you, there's a time when you just need to get in the presence of God and just, unashamed, just like David, where you can just praise God and you don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah. David, David took off his kingly garments and he was down to the, the basically his, his pajamas, basically. He was down to the, the, the uh, linen ephod. And he, in front of everybody, he danced before the ark and he didn't care whose um, thought what of him even his wife 
He didn't care what she thought either. That's a, there's a word in that. No, I'm not joking. He didn't care what, what anybody thought. And he said, if you think that was bad, I'll tell you, you haven't seen anything yet. That's what he said, basically, tell her. Because he danced before the presence of God. And I mean, he was dancing and jumping and twirling. I tell you, sometimes, sometimes you just need to do that. There's times whenever you face things where you just need to say, I'm going to praise God no matter what. Because my God's bigger. My God is greater. My God will bring me through. The Bible doesn't tell us to praise God for everything. Now, there is a verse that says to praise God for. But what it's talking about is praising God for all of the things that he's done for you. So it's not saying praise God for sickness and praise God. Because this is going to mold me and shape me. That, that religious junk. Um, it's not saying not at all. What, what it's saying is, it's like, it's say for instance, if somebody gave me something, I don't go and thank somebody else. I go and thank the person who gave it, and I'll say thank you. So you think, I can thank God for all of the things that he gives me, but I'm not thanking him for what he didn't give me. Does that make sense? You thank him for what he did give you. So if it comes from him, I'm going to thank him for all of the things that he's, that's what it talks about there. But there's a verse that says that you can praise God in you can praise God in any circumstance, in any situation. You don't praise God for your circumstances, but you can praise God in them. Amen. And when you start to praise God in them, you can start to see your circumstances change. Amen? But uh, here's a, that's a wonderful verse, isn't it? To think of Jesus praising. You know, didn't the Bible say he was anointed with joy? The oil of joy above his fellows. Jesus wasn't miserable. Now the Bible calls Jesus a man of sorrows and people have taken that verse to the bank. He was a man of sorrows when he went to the cross for us because he was taking our sin. But I'm telling you in everyday life Jesus was not miserable. Jesus had joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. So when he went to the cross, yes he was a man of sorrows. Because that's why he went there to take our place. He went there to die in our place. But Jesus <laughs> rejoiced in spirit. That was the odd verse there. But, uh, let me just read this here. Again, this was First Peter, but it, it talked about what they were going through here. But it says, wherein you greatly rejoice. And that was all of the great things that, that God has done for us. But then it says, though now for a season, if needs be, you're, you're, in, you're in trials. You're facing things. And it says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And it says here, whom having not seen you love. I love that. I mightn't have seen Jesus, but I love him. And whom, though um, now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. You can be facing trials and still have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Do you know why? Because joy is an inner confidence that comes up out of the inside of you. And it allows you to just praise Him. When you know God's looking after you. When you know no matter what, you can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's something about a praiser. Amen. There's something about people that just will not stop praising God. I tell you, when we get into moaning and complaining, we're, we're in dangerous ground. Now, I'm not saying you can't have your wee moan. If you have a moan or whatever, you know what? Cop yourself on in the middle of it and go, I don't, I don't like where I am here. Man, you know moaning's depressing. Yeah. Oh, I said, do you ever just get round some people in the drain the life right out of you? 
You just want to get around someone that has, a, has a, an attitude of praise after a while. And I know we can minister to people and we all face different things at different times. But you know what? You can praise God at all times. That's all I'm saying here at the minute. That's a, I, I, I don't know, but this excites me because this is how I live. That's how I live. There's nothing going to take my praise from me. And there's nothing going to steal my joy from me. Nothing. I don't care even if it's in tears. I'll, 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 even tears, I'll smile and I'll praise God. I'll have something coming out of my mouth. I might, I might say something, but at the end of it, it's going to be praise and joy. Amen. Look what it says here in verse um, um, and first, um, Peter 4 and verse 12. Again, this is talking about trials here. And what I'm, I want you to see here is that in the midst of trials, you can praise God. Amen. Amen. The beloved, think it not a strange thing concerning the fiery trials which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Look at this, here's a response. But rejoice. Now, you're not always in control. It's just like a tennis game of life. You're not always in control of the ball that comes over the, the, the net. But you are in control of what you bought back. <laughs> yeah, anything you can get a ball coming at you and you weren't re- you weren't expecting it. It was a, a wee shot under the net, so to speak. And but you're in control of what you hit back. And you can fire oh, across that fence, strife and complaining and bitterness and all of these kind of things. Or you can just say, Do you know what, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you can just keep praising God. Amen. <laughs> So we're not, we're not in control of everything that happens to us in life. That's life. But we are in control of a lot of it. We're in control of the course that we set. We're in control of our mouth. We're in control of what we put in our heart. We're in control of all of those things. Amen. And we're in control of our praise. No one can steal your praise. No one can steal your praise. Um, you know, it, that's, it's even... I was listening to someone um, sharing during the week. And they were talking about... Um, in Rome, whenever they throw the Christians to the lands and stuff like that. And you know what? He was saying that they stopped all of that because it was actually evangelizing the place. Because the joy that was on the Christians as they were being put to their death, people wanted what they had. People wanted what they had. And can you imagine you're being put to your death and actually, in fact, your life becomes a witness to other people. And that's what was happening there. Because people seen the victory... And the joy and the passion that they had. It's like, um, it's like William Wallace in the film Braveheart. And, and they're about to kill him. And what does he scream? Freedom. He shouts freedom from the depth of his being. And do you know what? It, it changed things. It, it spoke to those people. On his deathbed, he, he, he done something that, that echoed into people's hearts. And I tell you, that's what happened whenever people were being put to death. You know what, Nero's garden, they used to dip the Christians in wax and hang them in the trees and set the Christians on fire. And that's what Nero used to have in his garden for entertainment. Christians dipped and set on fire. And he used to stick his fingers in his ears and say, why do they keep singing? They would sing right to their death. And it racked his head. 
Because they had something that he couldn't take away. They had something that was real. That even in death nothing could steal the victory and the joy and the peace and the love of Jesus that they had. They knew I might be burning but in a few seconds I'm going to be face to face. And when I see Jesus I'm not going to be coming before him complaining. I'm coming in singing. Do you know what that was? From God's viewpoint that's how God seen it. You can't, you can't, no one can take your praise from you. Amen. No one can. Boy, out there's doing me the world good tonight. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Just thinking about, thinking about that. And it was the same in, whenever they were being thrown to the land and stuff. They went praising and worshipping God. It's amazing. It really is. I tell you, there's a grace. And when you face things, and he says here, we don't do this, as I've said before many times, you don't do this in our strength. It's the joy of the Lord. It's our strength. It's his joy in us. He gives us his joy. But you have it in you, but you, but you have to let it out. You have to pump. You have to prime the pump. You have to enter into it. And it comes out right out through your spirit. And it's something the world doesn't have. We have a joy that the world didn't give. And the world can't take it away. Amen? (laughs) Again, here's these responses. I'm just going to read through these verses. I'm not not going to obviously get any further tonight. But... um, Here's, here was when, the, when the, the, the apostles were beaten for preaching in the name of Jesus and commanded not to speak anymore in that name, but they couldn't stop telling people about Jesus. It's like the song Don Francisco used to sing years ago, I've got to tell somebody what Jesus done for me. I tell you, when you know what Jesus has done for you, you won't keep quiet, even whenever people pressurize you. It says here in um, Acts 5, 40, it says, When they had called the apostles and beaten them and commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus... They let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council. Look at this. Rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. But they left. They were beat. And do you know what their response was? Praise. They left rejoicing. Here, just a few of these. I wrote these down just to read them out basically quick. But um, Acts 16.25. Look at this. And at midnight... Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. So they were beat, put in the inner dungeon. And what was their response? Praise. And I'll tell you, it was so loud that the prisoners heard them. They weren't singing under their breath. They were, they were praising God. And we know what happened. An earthquake hit that prison, the only place it hit. And their bands fell off. I tell you, praise looses. Praise your victories in your praise. That's why in the Old Testament they would send Judah first. Because it was to talk, it was praise. Send Judah first. Jehoshaphat, send the praisers out. I tell you, all hell can be coming, uh, coming against you. And there you are going out singing and praising God. But you know what you're walking? You're walking into your breakthrough. You're walking into the victory. God's setting ambushes. God's causing all things to work together for your good. It might sound silly in the natural, but I tell you, we're not off this kingdom. And our responses is different as what I said last week. And when we start to praise God, things are going to change. Things are going to change. I tell you, you'll feel better. 
You'll feel better when you praise. Amen? And things around you will start to change. Um, 2 Corinthians 8, one moreover, brethren, we do um, you to know of the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, look at this here, they're in a great trial of affliction. And look at this, the abundance of their joy. Huh? They're facing trials and what are they full of joy? <laughs> and their deep poverty. They're facing trials, they're facing pressure. These people are givers. And you know what? But they understand something. They understand when you give, it's given back to you. Good measure, press it down, shake it together. And they're doing it in joy. They don't have a lot, but look at the response. Joy and their givers. But that's what's going to change things. Um, James 1 verse 2. My brother, brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Um, it's not joy what you're facing, but you count it all joy. In other words, you praise God no matter what. Count it all joy in the Greek. We've heard it many times. It means to throw a party. Throw a party. Uh, you know um, what, what me and Donna went through a few years ago? But um, you see, a couple of days after that, me and Donna and Jason and the Dean, we went to Planet Checkers. And I just got the worst news of my life. And Donna as well, the both of us. But we went to Planet Checkers. And we rejoiced that night like we won the lottery. And if anyone was in there that had thought, boys, oh, something great has happened to them. No, something great didn't happen to us in the natural, but we serve a great God. And we went that night and we praised our God and we got our eyes on our God and we focused on Him. And were we, was it joy what we were going through? No, but I tell you, I've always something to praise God for. And you've always something to praise God for because we serve a good God. But I, I tell you, do you see in a hundred years time from now, do you see what you're going through and what I'm going through? It's going to mean nothing. Amen? It's going to mean nothing. But I'll tell you what we will be doing. We're going to be before our God. And we're going to live with him forever and forever and forever. And in hindsight of eternity, we have always something to praise God for. Always. Always something to praise God for. It's just where our perspective is. Amen? It's where our perspective is. It's how we focus on things. How we look at things. Amen. I was looking. I was thinking about this t- um, the other day. If you, if you, um, if somebody told you for the next y- year you had to live in a, a one-bedroom house and it was stinky and mouldy and there was no heat in the place, and you know what? And you had to eat beans and toast, and basically that was it. For the next year, you'd no allowance, you'd no clothes, you'd everything, everything taken off you, iPads, everything, all of your stuff taken off you for the next year. But for the rest of your life, you were going to be given a mansion to live in. You were going to never have to pay a tax again. You were going to get a million put in the bank. And you were going to be rich and looked after for the rest of your life. Could you do that one year for the rest of your life? Donna said no. <laughs> I know for me I could. I could. Because I would be taking it down. I may be facing this now. But you know what? I'm a step closer. 
and I'm a step closer and I'm a step closer and you know what I'd be looking at it from that viewpoint see it's how you look at things let me tell you no matter what we face in life and I know we all face things and there's victory in this life and we have faith in this life that overcomes amen but what I'm saying is this everything that we face in life is going to be nothing compared to what we're going to spend eternity with the Bible actually says in, in, in Ephesians that, that God's going to show us for all of eternity his grace towards us and there's things that we haven't yet experienced and he's going to and it says in the ages to come he's going to show us things he's going to pour stuff I tell you if we knew what was ahead of us and focused on that we'd never have a reason not to praise God we always can praise him Amen? Amen count it all joy to appoint unto them that mourn in, in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness you may have heaviness but you can replace that garment to praise Amen. And blessed are they in Matthew 5 verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you. And say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Look at our response. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. To the world we're mad. But I think God knows what he's talking about. I think Jesus knew what he was talking about when he rejoiced in spirit. And it says, for great as your reward were in heaven. Amen. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. We, we've, we've rewards. You know, we get to enjoy rewards here. But we've great rewards for eternity. Amen. And thank God for all of the rewards that are ours. Amen. But I just want to just say tonight, I was planning to talk a bit more on other things, but... You know, it's just sometimes when you talk about things, just your spirit just takes over. And I tell you, we can praise God at all times. Amen? To praise Him at all times. I, I know we all face things in life, and I know life can be challenging. But I want you to know that you have joy in the inside of you. And I want you to know that you can praise Him at all times. And if you're facing anything, I, I just dare you to give it a go. Because that's what I did that night on the way home. I just give it a go. And I just say, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to praise Him. So praise God. I I believe that's helped us tonight. Amen. And when Liverpool lose tonight, Samuel, you you and Dorothy can dance and sing tonight, regardless. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank God we don't base our lives in football. Football was my life growing up. That was my life. I, all I did was watch football and love football. And I tell you, I'd be singing and then I'd be depressed. And then I'd be singing and then I'd be depressed. What? There's, there's a good sound. The cops fully lit tonight. But praise God, we can praise God at all times.